Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to Wednesday. This is Talk Comics to Me, and I am Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Hadfield. And it's new comic book day. We're going to talk to you about all of the many, many comic books we have. Yeah, we got a decent amount today. Yeah, so if if you have the time, take a seat, enjoy the ride. It's going to be a wild ride today. (laughs) More than likely. (laughs) Uh, so I don't, are we, we doing separate? I, I don't know. We'll just talk about here. We'll do that second. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we planned this out, but not, we didn't do a good job. We didn't, uh, specify. We didn't clear up the rules. <laughs> we're a, a little mixed we're, up. We were some reason out of practice, even though it's just been One a week. week. So... Anyway, let's talk about female furies. Or let's not. <laughs> this will be short because everybody should know or might know that we both just hate this book. Yeah, it's not it's not very uh, interesting. I don't really care for it. Yeah, and uh, the characters are not very well developed. They're just along for the ride, and that ride is whatever sexism is in the outside world. Yes. On every every aspect and every level. So, not to say that it couldn't have been good. I just don't think it was... It was not done very well. Yeah, it just missed the beat, yeah. for sure. It feels rushed and, like, it wasn't thought out. Um, and the, it feels like it's just being written as it goes along rather than, like, having a general idea for what was going to happen. And it's just, it's weird having Barta be this weird, like, somewhat strong character, but not really kind of along for the ride and not, like, learning lessons, but not. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, her... And just and just having her, like, I understand her connection with Scott is very strong, but just having her be like, all right, now my I'm going to live down here on Earth with Scott Free. Mm-hmm. This is my life. This is my love. I am now, uh, this man is now mine. Forget everything I've ever known, all of the, the women that I was raised with, you know. I'm just going to just going to be with Scott. We had one conversation. It was good. It was such a good conversation. I could tell I was going to be with him for the rest of my life. Yeah, it just <sighs> It was not what I was expecting. A beautiful story. I was not expecting those origins. <laughs> I, I, I had more hope. Yeah, so it was, uh, I mean, and also, I was really excited for this story when it first started, and then it's just been a, a bitter disappointment. Yeah. Anyway, so that's all we're going to say about that, so we mm-hmm. don't just continue. Yeah, pick it up or not. Um, there's one more issue, and then it'll be done. Um, so I'm so excited to see how it's going to end. I I, I want to see it see it end. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would love to see since, it end. since issue one. I've wanted to see it end. I've I've just decided to hate read this book. Honestly, that's exactly the the proper term for it. You should have seen me at work reading it. I was like, oh my god, I hate this book. I hate it so much. And I was done. And I just set it down. I was like, I, I fucking hate that book. I just feel like it could be so much better. Anyway, you okay. you talk about a better book now. Okay. So as you know, I love Sword Daughter. Um, this is back from a, a tiny little break. They do three issues at a time. Well, not at a time. They do three months, three issues, and then they go on a break, and then they release a hardcover with three issues in it that's $20. Um, 
Sorry. That was too much. Um, so for those of you who have never read this, this is um, a story about a girl whose entire village, family, friends, everyone she's ever known has been slaughtered by this Viking clan called the Forty Swords. Um she is one of two survivors in her village. The other is her dad, who ends up falling into a coma for 10 years. So when he finally wakes up, um, he knows nothing about his daughter. Um, she knows nothing about him. But the one thing they have in common is their thirst for revenge. So they go on this this journey to try to find the 40 swords to kill them all. And along their journey, they get to know each other. Um they, they get bonded, have a good... Well, not they don't have a good time, but <laughs> it's a good time. They have a good They have time. such a good time. Um, but no, they. it's very, very sweet to see, like, how their relationship builds over time. Um, the story itself is told um, past, which is her when she's little, and then it has the present where she is an adult. Um, the one thing that I really do like about this story is they're... You know they're they're Vikings, but it also has to do a lot with how the the church was kind of back in the day taking over all the Viking clans and trying to change them to like Christians rather than pagans. So if you haven't read anything about that, like historically, you should because it's very very interesting. Um, but as an adult, she has this uh, this problem, I guess, because. When her dad was in the coma, she was being raised by nuns at, like, a convent, essentially. So as she gets older, she has to deal with, like, being raised by these people who are a completely different religion than her and trying to decide which side of her is best. So, yeah, it's very, very interesting. Um, I do. I love this story a lot. I love how the characters are built. Um I love, I think from here on, it's going to be talking more about the present because in the past before, it was pretty much catching up to where she had been. Mm-hmm. It was just explaining the story of what happened to her when she was younger. But the the main point of it is her father put this sword in her hand to get revenge and she won't stop until she gets revenge. So, All right. Yes. Um, and I guess with this issue, the really cool part of it was in the previous six issues it shows her following him constantly when she was a kid but now as an adult starting here he's following her and helping her complete her quest so i love it i love it so much (laughs) well damn my my book is not i feel like not as good but I always just have so much to say about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, my next book is Green Lantern. This was one of my favorites this week. It's This book is really well drawn. The story is really great. And there's a lot of love that goes into it by finding out or by looking into the history of Green Lantern and the characters that used to be there. And this particular issue is a Green Lantern, Green Arrow team up. And it's the return of a space junkie is kind of the idea, but it's a shout out to O'Neill and Adam's Green Lantern, Green Arrow run. Green Arrow (laughs) so much. So that was a really cool thing. And there's an awesome little shout out to Neil Adams in here where they talk about a painting on the wall and talk about how it's an Adams. And that was also really, really awesome to me because I'm a nerd. You're a nerd, yeah. (laughs) And I've been reading that Shop Talk book, and I really just read the whole uh, 
Neil Adams talking about writing that Green Lantern, Green Arrow run, so it was kind of cool to see it in a different way. Anyway, this issue kind of deals with uh, a space being bringing this drug to Earth that essentially steals people's souls and turns them into to junkies. So it's all about them trying to defeat that. And at some point, they... I, I think they, they're tripping. I honestly have <laughs> no idea. At one point, they meet the zine... The Zine Arrow, and apparently Zine means green. It stands for... Let me look very, very quickly. Please forgive me one second if I can find it, which I can't. I'm done. <laughs> so, oh, wait, there it is. Uh, so about Zine, the word describes a wavelength of 530 nanometers. Zine is green, right? And then that's that's that. But I really love this issue, I really like how it harkens back to the old school Green Green Lantern. I just really love how that whole entire series just, like I said, has a has a lot of love love put into it. Yeah, seems Sto- real solid story in story and art wise. Mm-hmm. So that's that's all I have to say about that. Everyone, give her a round of applause. <laughs> round of applause. Round of claws. Uh, okay. Okay. So next we have uh, deceased. deceased. This, uh, this story, I I really like this one. Um, I've also, I'm a huge fan of uh, zombies. I just really love zombie stories because I love how different people can do different takes oh, yeah, on it, obviously. Sure. But as they make clear in uh, this issue, they're not zombies. They are not zombies. They are not zombies. <laughs> However. Batman does need to... You can you can read it as a zombie story and it'll still make sense. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, the, so this the whole idea and premise of the series is that a viral disease. Yeah, it is viral. Go is infecting people via their smartphones and technology, and it deals with how superheroes are surviving during this time and what they're doing to I guess help other people Mm -hmm. so I think that that's an interesting take for sure and I like all the little aspects of the character that they put characters that they put in there oh yeah um yeah I love seeing which of our superheroes have been infected with the virus and Um, how that works out and, and how it works out for them um, and I love just how they look as these infected zombies, zombies, viral zombies. I'm just, Te- I'm technology just, zombies. Yeah. Techno zombies. Techno zombies. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, um, I, I still, again, I just, I really like this. Um, especially, I don't know. I think Superman's great in it and I'm just not a fan of Superman. I just... Not that I don't like him. I just never got into his stories. Understandable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just really interesting to see all these characters fucking destroying people instead of helping them, which is what we're so used to seeing them doing. <laughs> Some people are still helping, though. Yes. Um, this is a tiny series. Yeah, only six issues. Yes. Um, and I would... I would tell everyone to read it if you like DC. I would say it's a very it's a very fun story. Yeah, it's pretty approachable. Just kind of a 
different take on something else. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of like like Archie versus like the Archie horror stuff. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. Like I can right along the same lines because there's DC and then DC horror. <laughs> Deceased. Deceased. Yes. Issue number two. Number two. Number two. So you can get it. Do you want me to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember, when we get off, it's bad. Okay. Okay, so this is, um, what am I picking up? Uh, Uncanny X-Men. This is issue number 19. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers, what was it, a couple weeks ago when I mentioned the very last page and stuff is Emma Frost. Yes. So this story is about Emma Frost and how she comes into this this story, the plot. <laughs> this is how she... The plot? The, the <laughs> plot. Uh, this is... Yeah. Um, her, her own little, like, side story on how she gets in with, like, Cyclops and Wolverine and stuff and how she's essentially making them do what they originally done in, like, the second... the beginning of the second arc. So, it's, uh... I am... I don't really care for Emma Frost, um, but this issue alone was very interesting and entertaining, surprisingly. Um, the first ten issues of Uncanny X-Men are awful. So... <laughs> but... <laughs> Every time, too. I'm sorry. I have to just keep saying that. Um, but yeah, up until, you know, this issue, I've been really enjoying it. And except for the first 10 issues as well. Well, that's what I meant. Starting with the second <laughs> arc on, so like issue 11 to, to up till now. Oh, good. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So, which I also thought was very surprising because none of my favorite X-Men are actually in this series, mm-hmm. but I'm still wanting to read it, and I really like Cyclops, and that's never happened before. That's fine. Yeah. So, I don't know. If you want to read Uncanny and you haven't yet, skip the first ten. I'll fill you in. We can talk about it. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't I can't read Alex's comment on the bottom Let's there. Let's talk about Vertigo going away. I'm so sad. What? Uh, oh, yeah, there's rumors that Vertigo is... Is going. There we go, Alex. We talked about it. <laughs> We're sad too. Yeah, no, that that could be a very, very huge bum- bummer. We'll see. We'll see what happens since it's still just a rumor, unless something else has been stated. Since I've been reading comics all afternoon, <laughs> I this is news to me. I have uh, not been here the last few days, so I have not kept up on anything. She left Earth. Yeah, she I, is back today. I am back. Came back a whole new person. <laughs> is this even Heather? <laughs> or is it Scamp? Scamp Peppercorn. <laughs> All right, Scamp. My next book is Batman. I have caught up on Batman, so all of you can just... Fuck, fuck off. It. Yeah, I don't know. Just kiss me on the lips. I don't know. I've done a great job. I've read a lot of a lot of Batman in the last month. I want you to know that sh- it's issue 72, which means that she read those faster than I read the first 10 issues of Uncanny X-Men. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, well, I started reading the trades a few months back, like before Christmas. Still did it faster than me. 
these these go pretty quick. <laughs> anyway, this uh, issue puts the whole story together, honestly, puts all the little pieces. It's really well written and the art is really amazing. I love the way the story falls across. You know, there's only there's no like text bubbles. It's all just somebody talking, like almost telling a story to you. And it's very, 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 very good. (laughs) I don't I don't understand why it's so good or how it's so good, but it's just fucking good. Because Tom King is really good at building characters. Yeah, and it's just, and with this, like I told you earlier, one of my favorite parts about it is just the way the the beats of the words sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least how I assume they sound and just the meaning behind them. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I've read one issue, and it was the wedding issue. And I only read that so when Corey came into work, I could spoil it for him. Did you? I did. Yes, I did. I absolutely did. Because he's the one that sent us that text at like 2 o'clock in the morning that was like someone leaked, you know, the Batman issue. And apparently there's spoilers online. And I was like, I read that article, first of all. And then when I went to work the next day, I grabbed that issue, read it super fast. And when he came in, I was like, Corey, I got to tell you something. Guess what? Bane. I didn't didn't want to spoil it for you guys in case you have not read it yet. I it's it's twenty two issues past. Yeah. If it, if it hasn't been ruined, I, I I don't know how it hasn't. I don't know. I'm I'm sure it has. I mean, there was an article that I read. <laughs> All right. So next <laughs> next up, Ronan Island. This is issue number four. And shit's getting real, real wild. Oh, yeah. The thing that I really, really like about this one is the story in the beginning. I'm always like, okay, so this is going along. But the very last few pages, always something like not crazy necessarily, but something. It shifts. the Yeah, story. it shifts every single issue, too. And I'm always like, oh, my God. I can't wait wait to read the next one. Like, this is going to be great. Yeah, and this issue especially was interestingly pivotal just with all of the information you find out of what's actually going on behind the scenes of the Shogun and the the creatures that are that are real. It's, oh, it's pretty wild. I keep also forgetting this music isn't playing out loud. Yeah, I the music in the headphones sounded like a semi- pressing on its brakes on the interstate really high. That's why I was like, what is going on? (laughs) But yes, this is a story I I highly recommend. I mean, especially for young adults, too. It would be really good. It just follows two young people trying to figure out how to save their island and their people. Oh, yeah. And they the way that these two characters are built, too, is they're they're so vastly different from each other, but on the outside anyway. But that is the thing, is they both just want to protect and keep their people like alive they just have different ways of wanting to do it yeah so yes it's great the art is super cute i really like them just uh give it a pick it up give it a read four episodes in four four (laughs) Four episodes in four issues in Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have Jughead the Hunger versus Vampironica. 
Um, this is exactly what you think it would be. This is literally Jughead as a werewolf fighting Vampironica. They haven't been fighting yet. They're kind of going over the, the history. I thought you were going to say the rules. <laughs> I mean, there's rules. The Fight Club rules. <laughs> um, so everyone, I guess, knows in River... Well, not everyone. Betty and Archie know that Jughead is a werewolf, so they, they have ways of like keeping him safe and keeping everyone else safe. Um, but Jughead is convinced that, you know... Ver- Veronica Large. <laughs> uh, he's convinced that she's a, a vampire, but, you know, in Vampironica, she apparently was not a vampire at the end. Um, so no one, no one believes him about it because Betty goes into this whole spiel about the history of, like, Riverdale and how the vampires were wiped out, like, so long ago because of the werewolves. Um, and as it goes. As it goes, yeah. The way that they told the story was very interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, however. Um, it's pretty tight. Yeah, it's pretty super cool. cool. Um, but yeah, the, the whole story that she tells is, is really fun. Um, and you learn a lot about Riverdale from it. And Archie does nothing. Archie's just there, which I feel like is even how he is in his own comic series. Um, But I just, I only started reading this because I really, really loved Vampironica. I've only read the first issue of Jughead the Hunger, but I like werewolves, so I'll read it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I got a couple, couple goes. So bear with me. I have Paper Girls number 29, and surprise, I very much liked it. Surprise. I am very sad next month will be the last issue. This is wrapping up in a really a really good way, but a way that makes me really bummed out at the same time. It's just I've never met characters so much that I don't want them to all forget what they went through, even though this is all fictional. I, <laughs> once again, cannot suggest this series... Enough to any person anywhere in the world. If you like Stranger Things, it kind of has that that vibe to it. It's also just a, a time travel story and a time travel story done right. Time t- travel story done right. But do, do with thing. Paper Girls. Oh, yeah. And as always, the, the cool thing about this book is if you spread it open. It gives you a real picture. It gives you the real picture. But, yeah, read Paper Girls. I I don't think you'd be disappointed. You have the last issue coming out next month, so, you know, you have 30 issues. You can have a time with it. Take your time. It's really good. It's really, really good. The <laughs> art's really good. The story's really good. The colors are really good. Just fuck that book for being so good. <laughs> And then the next book I have to speak of is Thumbs. This is a story about a young person who is poor, and in this time frame, they put together a... A thumb? Well, no, they put together a video game that they send out to all of, essentially, the lower-class people to train them to become an elite force of people to fight later, and I believe it is against the government. 
and just shit gets wild, and it's really weird. It's a very strange story. I only picked up the first issue. It's only a five-issue series. I liked it. I just don't know if I felt invested enough to want to continue. But I do like the way it feels. I like the art a lot. I just feel like I want to give it another, maybe oh, really cool. maybe another read-through because I did enjoy it. I just don't think I took it in the way I should yeah. have. Those colors are great. Yeah, no, the colors are really, really wonderful. It's like a gray and black and pink. So it's just, it's really interesting. So if you kind of are into technology, I'll just read the back real fast so you get a better idea because I just spoke nonsense. (laughs) Uh, So it just says, imagine a tech billionaire started to give out free games and computer devices to underprivileged kids. Imagine he created an app that let cash-strapped parents have their own AI babysitter to provide daycare for their kids. Imagine this technology was secretly training these kids to be a private army. And definitely imagine these things are going to get worse from here. Thumbs is a second removed from the world we are living in right now, and it couldn't have come a second too soon. So, if that sort of shit interests you, that book book will probably be interesting to you as well. That sounds interesting. Okay. I was just reading reading those comments. Agreed. Yes. Yes, Alex. Agreed. Oh, whoa! Sounds like a good Yeah. Alex, yes. <laughs> we agree. Okay. So now we're going to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Once again, I have the sexy Kevin Wada covers. Mm-hmm. I just have the, the regular old covers. It's okay. It's still good. <laughs> This picks up where issue four leaves off in a very interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um, without spoiling too much, um, Xander is ill. <laughs> yeah, he's very, very sick. Uh, yes. And Giles is trying to help him, but he needs Buffy and Willow to go retrieve stuff from the store that Anya owns. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like, basically what happens mm-hmm. in that issue. It continues to be good. There is a new artist on it, but I still really, really enjoyed the art. Oh, that's why it looked different. <laughs> I was, like, reading it. I was like, why does Willow look like this? Why are their eyes so big all the time? Uh, yeah, that was the first thing I noticed, so I wanted to make sure I checked to see what was happening. Oh, yeah. So, yes, new artist. Story's still really good, but different. If you haven't read the first four issues, go pick those up and give it a give it a sneak sneaky peeky. Yeah, there's a trade with the first four. Yep, yep, yes. yeah, yep, yep. You first, and then I get a I got another two. Okay, so I have Dead Man Logan. This is issue eight out of twelve. Um, Logan is back in his timeline, which is fifty years in the future. Um, he was just rescued from a group of cannibals that have been using his body for food since he regenerates. So it's like a lifetime supply of food. Um, but he... It's hot. Oh, you should have seen it. Just covered in blood with, like, bits of skin missing. Got me all hot. Um, <laughs> yeah, like a 75-year-old Logan. Yeah, it was so hot. Um... <laughs> Anyway, 
Um, so Logan is with uh, a friend, an old friend of his, and they are trying to keep baby Hulk safe. It's not really baby Hulk. He's like a teenager Hulk because apparently there were multiple Hulks and the there's a group of people who are using old technology to get rid of old technology because they're trying to restart the world the way it's supposed to. Um, so they, it's, I don't know. It's really weird. Um, I surprisingly really enjoy reading it though. Um, I did not know how much I actually liked Wolverine until reading this series. And I think it might just be because he's old and dying and he's like, I don't give a fuck about anything anymore except protecting people still. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like Wolverine. Yeah. You know, I've been practicing. Um, but yeah, so he is dying, and he's trying not to die right away. But you got, I want to show you this last page because it's actually pretty cool. So he's fighting a Hulk destroyer is what it's called. Yes. And he gets his <laughs> lungs ripped out. That's, that's also hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was so hot. I was like, <laughs> I had to step into the bathroom for a minute with this. It's great. It's so good. If, if you don't want to get your lungs ripped out... Then I just don't want to go to bed with you. I mean, if you're not going to go up against a Hulk destroyer, get out of my life. <laughs> okay, on that note, I will talk about Cosmic Ghost Rider destroying... <laughs> Co- Cosmic Ghost Rider destroying Marvel history. Or Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys Marvel history. <laughs> or... Or... Cosmic Ghost Rider destroying Marvel history. Anywho's, this starts out with Frank and Frank fighting each other. Two Franks. Two Franks. That's nice. Yeah. It's like Dead Man Logan. It is like Dead Man Logan. Two Logans fighting each other all the time. And then Cosmic Ghost Rider Frank starts telling this timeline Frank. Dude, Frank Castle is hot. <laughs> Which one? This, this one, this one, or that one? You know, all of them. This one up here? Yeah. All of them. <laughs> I'll let him punish me. I, if I put that closer to my ears, I'm just going to hear you more. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Sorry. Anyway. Sorry. So he starts telling Frank about his uh, time with Captain America during World War II. And just essentially this issue just talks about killing Nazis. And in the end, you find out Cosmic Ghost Rider or Frank Castle kills Hitler. <laughs> As if I couldn't love him anymore. It's just, it's so, it's, this issue is really great. Uh, you have Nick Fury's commandos in there, too. I mean, yeah, it's just all about killing Nazis, so. I love it. It's right up my alley. <laughs> right up my alley. Yeah, the his line here is, they called it a at a suicide because that would be more demoralizing to the Nazis. But yeah, I killed Hitler. <laughs> that that panel right there is so good. <laughs> yeah. So if you like dumb, silly shit, I definitely suggest Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys Marvel history. I mean, technically you could probably just pick up this issue for and not necessarily have to know what's going on. Yeah, because it's more of like an origins, it seems like, yeah, or like a history, history of. of. Yeah. And, but the... F- 
there's always that, but there's always a, a long running s- story as well, like him trying to ultimately save his family. And the watcher is just like not oh my god not fucking pleased with it (laughs) fuck so yeah that is that is that story i do highly suggest it it's really funny the art is really good it's it's a good time it's fun it's fun it's fun it is it is really fun and next i will talk about guardians of the (laughs) galaxy i i know what book i'm holding i just forgot (laughs) this is the First annual, and you have stories by Donnie Cates. I always fuck up his last name. Al Ewing. Al Ewing, Teeny Howard, and Zach Thompson. I really enjoyed all of the stories overall. They all focused on different superheroes. Like, Nova was the first story. The second story was uh, Adam Warlock saving these weird, like, pink hair people <laughs> I don't know more rats essentially and they just like grow their own people off of them and then the last story deals with dark hawk it was enjoyable you don't have to be reading the current guardians of the galaxy series to pick that up at all I mean you have you don't even have to have any sort of familiarity with any of those characters cuz okay. I do not whatsoever right Interesting. I, I, you get the story. It was overall. It's a lot of fun. That's how the uh, Uncanny X-Men annual was, too. It was just like a random story in the middle of the series. I was like, hey, I know you hated these first ten <laughs> issues, but read this annual. It's a whole different character. Uh, okay. So lastly, we have War of the Realms. This is issue number five in the, out of six. Um this kind of brings together what's happening everywhere with all the heroes that have been mentioned throughout this series. Um, Jason Aaron is incredible. Yes. Russell yes. Dodderman is incredible. 100% agree. Yes. This, uh, I, I don't even know how to explain it properly, but every single issue seems to be better like than the last. Oh, yeah. I think there's a way in the storytelling that makes it very, very interesting where you're almost, like, it feels like you're almost reading a fantasy book, mm-hmm. but you're not. And I think, like, this issue very, very specifically brought that through for me, is I've always, throughout the first issue, felt that way, but this issue just pushed it to that edge where I was... In, with, in this world and in this fantasy where I just felt like I was reading a book. And once again, it just made me want it as a movie even yeah. more because I was just like, this is, this is solid-ass content. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the narration is really cool because obviously it's telling the story while everything's happening. But again, like Champ said, fantasy-wise, it's like going to like each of the continents on Earth where like each planet people from other like planets and worlds and stuff where they are and like how they're either being like destroyed or how they've been like taking it over and stuff so it's really cool to see like the elves and yeah the dwarves and stuff yeah everybody come together yeah for sure i believe if this is my outside opinion but i think that you can come into this as a new marvel reader and be just fine and just pick up these main titles and enjoy yourself oh yeah honestly yeah because they do a really good job about you know introducing each character but they keep it light enough that it doesn't 
feel like you're reading too into it, I guess. Yeah. Like, it just yeah. gives you, like, a, a brief outline of these characters. So as you're reading it, you feel like you know them. Like, I, there are some in here that I've never read anything about, but I feel like I've been reading about them for years because you get, I don't know, the way Jason Aaron, like, familiarizes these people with each other. Yeah, you just get bits and pieces of them and, yeah, the very, very perfect ways that they need to be placed in... Just yeah, I I love I really love it. I didn't think I would enjoy it this much, even when I decided to pick up the first two issues. I was like, all right, it'll be fine. But I I think it's great. I absolutely love this Daredevil Hemdall sword thing. I so can't good. get enough of it, and the colors <clears throat> in this book mm-hmm. are so good. Why are the colors so good? I I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's. It's just every little aspect between the art, the colors, the panel setup, the writing, it it really it really sells this book. Yeah, and there's so many pages that are just done so well, like full page spreads that are just so I'll say that's one of my fucking my, cool. yeah, that one too. Ugh. Yeah. Like it's it's I, I, just read it. It's so good. It's so good and Jane Foster is an absolute angel and I'm so glad that cancer did not kill her. <laughs> Same, same. I, and when you're reading this issue, it just ends too soon. Yeah. You're just like, what the fuck are you doing to me? It's, you can't binge watch this shit. And right. And that's, it makes me want to flip over a table. Yeah, I got, I, I did get a little <laughs> upset at work. I like set it down and was like, what the fuck? Well, I finished, I was like, oh, that's, that's awesome. And I was like, I went like, what is it? That, and I was like. No, what is what is this? There has to be more, right? Just like flipping the pages. That's exactly what I did too. I'm like, That's oh so no, there good. there is no more. Well, fine. That's it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see the conclusion, which uh, is next. It's coming up next. Um, <laughs> it stresses me out, but I'm I'm just I'm very excited for it because I just don't know how they could possibly end this. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Because it's not going to end perfect. No, not at all. People are going to die. So, yeah. Yeah, and with this, and then I think, um, you know, Avengers coming up, and then, like, Thor, it'll be the end of Jason Aaron's run, which I am so disappointed about. I'm so disappointed because Thor has been so good. Even when... Jane Foster was Thor, and he was writing that. I was so into it. Fucking loved it. And he's going to be done with it. And I might even like the next person who jumps on it, but it won't be Jason Aaron. So, you know, the first few issues, I'm just going to be really bitter about it. <laughs> Regardless of how good it is. Uh, I feel bad for that writer. I know. He's, I mean, I have high expectations now. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Just like, just like Tom King is going to probably ruin Batman, so... That's that's also fine. Mm-hmm. How dare you guys? <laughs> How, dare How dare you? you? Write books that we like. You can just go to hell. <laughs> scum. I tell you why. They're scum. <laughs> anyway, that is that is New Comic Book Day. We made it through all of our comics much quicker than I anticipated us doing. Once again, I think we're just getting better. Mm-hmm. We even, like, mess around now. Yeah. And joke around. Yeah. And we still get done on time. So, TCOB, it's been a... What does that mean? Taking care of business. 
Some millennial ass shit if I've ever heard it. <laughs> actually, actually. <laughs> Charlie Kelly and Mac. Ugh. I say it's a TCOB, and I've been saying it since then because I thought it was incredible, even though it takes longer because I have to explain what it means, so it's pointless. This is just like a whole Kevin making words shorter situation on The Office. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Sorry. Once, once again, new comic book day. We'll see you in hell, everybody. We love you. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We'll see you again. This is Heather Hadfield, and this is signing off. Bye, bye, bye. Mm-hmm.